Today, January 2nd, 2020, the current president of the United States is Donald J. Trump. He has successfully branded much of today's media as fake news. The media has been scrambling around trying to regain any semblance of the credibility they imagined they once had, but they will not succeed. Satan's mantra, his entire persona, is embodied in fake news. He can no more tell the truth than the darkness can become light. Satan's fake news can seem credible for a short period of time, but it will quickly melt down to its essence, fake. The world's first occurrence of fake news was aired to an audience of one in the Garden of Eden to Grandmother Eve, and the newscaster was Satan. The shocking news Eve received from Satan was that the God in whom she had so much faith was a liar. Satan informed Eve that she could, in fact, eat of the forbidden fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and not only would she not die as God had stated, but she would also live forever like the gods. Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. Since that first bite, each generation, as a result of harmful mutations, has been getting dumber. Additionally, a sizable chunk of the world's real estate is occupied by city morgues, funeral homes, and graveyards, not to mention hospitals where one goes to hopefully be delivered from, at least for a time, the inevitability of death. When God's word speaks, the wise listen. John 3, 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Have you been born again? Do you know what born again means? Jesus Christ states that in order to see the kingdom of God, you must be born again. Because we were sold into sin by our parents, Adam and Eve, we were spiritually stillborn, thus to the redeemed. Ephesians 2.1 reads, And you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins. We were sons and daughters of Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so, but dead unto God, who is a spirit. When one repents of and forsakes his or her sins, believing upon Jesus Christ and his shed blood on Calvary, and confesses Christ as his or her Savior, that individual becomes born again, born a second time, this time of the Spirit of God. Again in Ephesians 2.1, And you hath he quickened, Quicken means to make alive. Do you yearn to be free of the world's bondages? Do you yearn to make your peace with God, your maker? Then today you will be born again, literally born a second time, quickened by the Holy Ghost. The true news is today all your sin and shame will be washed away. The true news is Today, all of Satan's bondages will be broken, no matter how formidable they might appear. In just mere moments, the greatest miracle of all time will happen to you if you'll follow me in this simple prompt. Are you ready? Let's go. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the marvelous kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Genesis 1-1, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. God said, Exodus 20, verse 11, 
For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. God said, Genesis 1, 26 and 27. And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. Man said, according to Bill Nye, lamenting the fact that most people believe God created the earth, when you have a portion of the population that believes in that, it holds everybody back. Popular Science, September 2014. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature 984, that will again certify the supernatural inerrancy of God's beautiful book. All of these powerful features are archived here in text and streaming audio for the edification of the blood-bought and to be used as bait by the fishers of men. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Take advantage of four highly beneficial God Said, Man Said features. One, you have questions? God has answers. Whatever your question, type a keyword into the search bar top right and watch the screen populate with related information from Adam and Eve to quantum physics. Two, use the tell-a-friend feature above to send a message to someone you love. It's so quick and easy. Three, imagine you can download nearly 406 hours of God Said, Man Said features to your electronic device. Listen to one every day. And number four, Sign up for the God Said, Man Said weekly broadcast and fresh bread will be delivered to you, God willing, every Thursday eve. Thank you for visiting. May God's grace be multiplied unto you and yours. The inerrancy of the good news of the Holy Bible has been under attack from Satan and his brightest champions since the beginning. It's beautiful and so empowering to recognize the Satan and his entourage has failed time after miserable time, even trillions of miserable times. Be of good cheer, children of God. Your good news is true, and Satan's fake news will not succeed in his trillionth and one attempt. Hallelujah. Fake news fills the earth, for Satan is the little G-O-D of this earth, and he is the father of lies. It is his M.O., it is on display in all of this life, and especially in pseudoscience, such as evolutionary science, which is the god of carnal academia. Examples of the foolishness of unbelief are ever apparent. Consider these excerpts from the God Said, Man Said feature, Man's Ever-Changing Truth, Big Bang Becomes Big Bounce. The headline on the cover of the November 2016 issue of Scientific American reads, Five Scientific Facts That People Often Get Wrong. The lead article is Five Things We Know to Be True and is authored by Michael Shermer. Speaking of the theory of evolution, Shermer writes, But it doesn't take a rocket scientist or an English naturalist to understand why a theory on the origin of species by means of natural selection would be so controversial. 
If new species are created naturally, not supernaturally, what place then for God? No wonder more than a century and a half later people of some religious faiths still find the theory so terribly threatening. But in those intervening years, scientists have found so much evidence in support of the theory that it would be truly astonishing if it turned out not to be true, as shocking as if the germ theory of disease fell apart or if astrophysicists were forced to abandon the Big Bang model of the universe. The author attempts to buttress his truth with an appeal to radiometric dating. He writes, The consistency of dating techniques also gives us confidence that the theory is true. Uranium lead, rubidium stronium, and potassium argon dating, for example, are all reasonably consistent in their determination of the age of rocks and fossils. The ages are given in estimates, but the margins of error are in the range of 1%. It's not as if one scientist finds that a fossil hominin is 1.2 million years old, while another one finds it is 10,000 years old. According to Shermer, the ages are given in estimates, but the margins of error are in the range of 1%. It is not as if one scientist finds that a fossil hominid is 1.2 million years old, while another finds it is 10,000 years old. Is he correct? Just one example in this feature is Mount St. Helens. The volcanic catastrophe began in 1980. Her rock age was measured by the potassium-argon method. The results? Lava rock, 350,000 years old. Constituent minerals, 2.8 million years old. When measured, the volcanic rock was less than 10 years old. Fake news runs amuck in pseudoscience's search for the so-called missing link. Examples include 1. Ramapithecus was originally constructed from a few teeth and a few fragments of a jaw. As a result of new fossil material, he has been reclassified as an orangutan. Number two, Australopithecines, a proposed missing link, has lost his credentials. This creature did not walk upright in a human manner. Three, Java Man. The original discoverer of Java Man, who was constructed from a femur skull cap and three teeth, set him forth as a showpiece of evolution. Many years later, they conceded that Java Man was probably just a giant gibbon. Number four, Neanderthal Man. All anthropologists now believe that he was just as human as you and me. Five, Cro-Magnum Man. If he walked down the street clean-shaven and in a business suit, he would go completely unnoticed. Number six, Nebraska man, made famous in the Scopes trial in the 1920s, was the evolutionist proof that their theory was fact. This Nebraska, Nebraska man was their missing link. The proof was a tooth. But years later, after further digging, they discovered their tooth was that of a pig and not an intermediate of man. A relatively new missing link was Archaeoraptor, which was offered to the public as proof positive that reptiles evolved into birds. This Chinese chicken lizard, much to the embarrassment of the evolutionist and National Geographic, which was promoting it aggressively, proved to be a fraud. 
it was discovered that someone had glued a dinosaur tail to a primitive bird, and the frauds keep rolling. In 1912, the newspaper headline blared, Missing Link Found, Darwin's Theory Proved. Author Donald DeYoung records the following. The famous Piltdown Man fossil has been located in England. Over the next 40 years, the pieces of skull and accompanying tools were studied, debated, and often used as evolution evidence. Four decades later, however, in 1953, the artifacts were recognized as a complete fraud. Someone had placed together the skull of a human and the jawbone of an ape. They were artificially made to look old with acid and markings with a wire brush. The perpetrator has never been identified. Suspicion should have been raised immediately for at least two reasons. First, Piltdown Man was found just 30 miles from Charles Darwin's residence. Second, one of the burial implements alongside the fossil strangely resembled a cricket bat used in modern British sports, end of quote. Additional examples of fake news would include Peking Man, Lucy, the peppered moth, horse evolution, the whale's floating pelvis, and over 200 vestigial organs and body parts that prove evolution, and now not one. The headline on the cover of the January 2020 issue of Acts and Facts reads, Homo Naledi, another failed evolutionary ape man. Much of the feature written by geneticist Dr. J.P. Tompkins follows. One of the most confusing and enigmatic ape-man discoveries of the 21st century has been Homo Naledi. Its discoverer was Lee Berger, a controversial American uh, paleoanthropologist working at Wits University in Johannesburg, South Africa. The claims surrounding this discovery have been extolled, criticized, and debated by both evolutionists and creationists. In fact, a 2015 science news piece in The Guardian highlighted the raging controversy among secular academics over H. Naledi. It was titled, Scientists Who Found New Human Species Accused of Playing Fast and Loose with the Truth. Since the first journal publication describing H. Naledi in 2015, much additional work and analysis of the bone fragments and other archaeological and geological aspects of the research have been published. As a result, we can now step back and take a fresh look at all the data and conclude that yet another false ape-man story has been perpetuated upon the public to prop up a failed paradigm of human evolution. The fake and fake news started with the announcements of the discovery of Homo naledi. The article continues. Numerous fossils were embedded in sediments in the dragon's back wall through obvious flooding of the cave system. Berger's initial announcements omitted this highly relevant fact. They claimed the fossils in the chamber below it, uh, the De Naledi chamber, had been intentionally buried, not flood deposited. After several rounds of excavation, the De Naledi chamber yielded 1,550 mostly disarticulated bone fragments, plus an undisclosed number of rodent and bird fossils, all buried in a shallow layer of clay-rich sediment. Berger's team tried to piece together 
as much of this hodgepodge of bones as they could and claimed that 15 different individuals were represented in total. These findings, supposedly documenting an alleged new hominid species, were then published in the lower-tier scientific journal eLife. Berger's discoveries and new hominid claims also benefited from popular media coverage provided by National Geographic magazine. Now everybody think fake news. However, Berger's discovery soon became controversial. World-famous hominid paleoanthropologist Tim White of the University of California, Berkeley, revealed to the press that the prestigious journal Nature had previously rejected Berger's paper along with its conclusions. In other words, Berger's claims concerning H. Naledi were being met with strong skepticism even among other evolutionists. The controversies didn't end there, Dr. Tompkins highlights. Many problems surround the myriad of bone fragments and their reconstruction to supposedly reveal 15 new hominids from the Dinaletti chamber. We'll examine three. The first problem is that of homogeneity, whether all the fossils excuse me, even belong to the same species. Berger and his researchers initially claimed, and still do, that the bones were homogeneous in the representation of a single, almost human, species. However, the extreme non-homogeneity of the fossils was first noted by Jeffrey Schwartz, a well-known evolutionary biologist at the University of Pittsburgh, who believed that the huge mix of bone fragments was too varied to represent a single species. He said, I could show these images to my students and they would say they're not the same. Schwartz also claimed that one of the skulls looked like it came from an Australopith, an ape-like creature, as did certain features in the femurs. A second problem concerns the dating of H. Naledi. When H. Naledi was first published, there were no official radiometric dates to go along with it, just the evolutionary speculations of Berger and his team. They stated, if the fossils prove to be substantially older than two million years, H. Naledi will uh, would be the earliest example of our genus that is more than a single isolated fragment. These evolutionarily optimistic speculations of millions of years were soon to be dashed against the stones of their own old earth-biased radiometric techniques. In 2017, a report was published using six different types of dating techniques. These included radiocarbon, C14, electron spin resonance, ESR, uranium-thorium decay, UTH, and optically stimulated luminescence, OSL, and a central age statistical model, uh, CAM and OSL, and a minimal age model, MAM. These techniques were applied to bones, teeth, and flow stones in the cave that were located where the fossils were found, with some even partially covering the fossils. Depending on the technique, age came forth that varied widely from 33,000 to 849,000 years. The youngest dates were derived from the C14, UTH, and ESR dating of the fossil bones and teeth, which gave ages from 33,000 to 146,000 years. In the end, the researchers rejected these dates and instead decided upon the older dates taken from the rocks and the high end of the range from the teeth. The researchers stated, 
by combining the U.S. ESR maximum age estimate obtained from the teeth with the UTH age for the oldest flowstone overlying Homo naledi fossils, we have constrained the depositional age of Homo naledi to a period between 236,000 to 335,000 years. However, even these cherry-picked dates completely throw off the original evolutionary story of H. naledi being a human ancestor, since Homo erectus fossils have been found that supposedly date up to 1.9 million years. And H. naledi would have also be contemporaneous with anatomically modern humans, which, according to evolutionists, have been around for at least the past 300,000 years. As a result, the researchers of the study concluded, the age results demonstrate that a morphologically primitive hominid, Homo naledi, survived into the later parts of the Pleistocene in Africa and indicate a much younger age for the Homo naledi fossils than have previously been hypothesized based on their morphology. In other words, we aren't wrong. This ape man just outlasted the other ape man. The delusion just keeps coming as Acts and Facts continues. A third problem concerns Berger's contention that the bones were intentionally buried. Not only were the extremely young dates a severe problem for the embattled H. Naledi, but the ridiculous story originally put forth by Berger and his teams for the bones being intentionally and ritually buried has been just as troubling. The companion paper to the original 2015 publication describing the geology at the site stated, The fossils are contained in mostly unconsolidated muddy sediment with clear evidence of a mixed taphophonic signature indicative of repeated cycles of reworking and more than one episode of primary deposition. So not only were the fossils completely disarticulated and jumbled up in a muddy deposit, they were also intermixed with various bird and rodent bones. As noted earlier, Berger revealed in his book that the dragon's back chamber above the D. Naledi had walls covered with unspecified fossils. They were clearly washed in with so much water that they were pushed up and pasted against the sides of the cave. The obvious implication is that all the bones were washed into the lowest chamber of the cave system by gravity through flooding. Also, why are not we being told what types of fossils were buried in the dragon's back chamber directly above it? Is it because it contains the same hodgepodge of fossil debris as the Dinaletti chamber below it? This would prove that they were all deposited during a cave flooding event. Along with the obvious fact that the muddy jumbled deposit of bones looks exactly like it would if they were washed in by a local flood, the geology of the cave has now shown that it is largely a single deposit. In addition, a machine learning computer study demonstrated that based on the position of the bones compared to authentic ancient burial sites, H. Naledi was not intentionally buried. Dr. Tompkins concludes, When you combine the ape-like nature of the fossil bones with the young dates achieved by evolutionary methods, as well as the overwhelming data for uh, carnivory and a cave uh, flooding-based deposition, H. Naledi stands as nothing but another failed attempt at promoting human evolution, end of quotes. 
We think it's only fitting that Scientific American and Mr. Shermer get one more parting plug. Again from God Said, Man Said. Scientific Americans, Mr. Shermer writes concerning the theory of evolution. But in those intervening years, scientists have found so much evidence in support of the theory that it would be truly astonishing if it turned out not to be true, as shocking as if the germ theory of disease fell apart, or if astrophysicists were forced to abandon the Big Bang model of the universe, end of quote. Did God create the earth and its universe in six literal 24-hour days just over 6,000 years ago? Or did we explode into existence, the Big Bang, from basically nothing billions of years ago? Man's truth is in a constant state of flux. The same scientific American publication that in November 2016 ran its multi-page feature, Five Things We Know to Be True, touting the Big Bang, published an eight-page feature in February 2017 with the headline, Pop Goes the Universe, with the subhead, The Latest Astrophysical Measurements Combined with Theoretical Problems Cast Doubt on the Long-Cherished Inflationary Theory of the Early Cosmos and Suggest We Need New Ideas. Remember, inflationary theory is central to the Big Bang. In the book In Six Days, Why 50 Scientists Choose to Believe in Creation, we find a telling paragraph written about and by Dr. John Baumgartner. Dr. Baumgartner is a technical staff member in the theoretical division of Los Alamos National Laboratory. He holds a B.S. in electrical engineering from Texas Tech University, an M.S. in electrical engineering from Princeton University, and an M.S. and Ph.D. in geophysics and space physics from UCLA. Dr. Baumgartner is the chief developer of the Terra Code, a 3D finite element program for modeling the Earth's mantle and lithosphere. His current research is in the areas of planetary, uh, planetary mantle dynamics and the development of efficient hydrodynamic methods for supercomputers. Dr. Baumgartner writes concerning how coded language structures, such as in DNA, arises. Despite all the millions of pages of evolutionist publications, from journal articles to textbooks to popular magazine stories, which assume and imply that material processes are entirely adequate to accomplish macroevolutionary miracles, there is in reality no rational basis for such belief. It is utter fantasy. Coded language structures are non-material in nature and absolutely require a non-material explanation. And finally, the doctor writes, As a Christian who is also a professional scientist, I exalt in the reality that in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth. Exodus 20.11 May he forever be praised. End of quotes. God said, Genesis 1-1, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. God said, Exodus 20, verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. God said, Genesis 1, 26 and 27, And God said, Let us make man 
in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. Man said, according to Bill Nye, lamenting the fact that most people believe God created the earth, when you have a portion of the population that believes in that, it holds everybody back. Popular Science, September 2014. Now you have the record.